Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome back to Not Without My Sister with me, Rosemary McCabe, and my sister, Beatrice McCabe. If you're not already, you can follow us on Patreon, patreon.com slash notwithoutmysister, where for $5 or €5... one or the other, or maybe both, you get an extra bonus episode each and every Friday, and you get to listen to this episode with no ads. Today in the pod, we thought we would talk about something nobody's talking about, a very obscure news story that I picked up from, I don't even know what the website was, Beatrice. That black hole quantum physics conversation. Exactly. It came from like the annals of the internet. I don't think anybody's... Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill. Have you heard of him? He's an actor. Yes. Jonah Hill and his ex-girlfriend, Sarah Brady, who has very recently exposed a series of text messages between the two that happened while they were in a relationship in which Jonah Hill makes some, I would say, bizarre demands of his surfer girlfriend. Shall we say questionable? Questionable. Mm Mm-hmm. Bizarre, controlling. Controlling, definitely, definitely um, intended to control. Yeah, definitely quite manipulative as well. I already had a little little snap. I'm sure everyone has heard these. And actually, I just listened to an episode of Louise McSharry's podcast, The Catch-Up, where she spoke to a relationship and psychosexual therapist about the kind of his co-opting of therapy speaking stuff. And that was very interesting. So that's Louise McSharry's podcast. One of them was, he said, plain and simple, if you need surfing with men, boundaryless, inappropriate friendships with men, to model, to post pictures of yourself in a bathing suit, to post sexual pictures, friendships with women who are in unstable places and from your wild recent past beyond getting a lunch or coffee or something respectful, I am not the right partner for you. I mean, to be clear, if I got that text from anybody, I'd be like, clearly not the right partner for me. Block. But this is a professional surfer. So this is like somebody writing to you and saying, Rosemary, if you need to write, touch a keyboard, Touch a keyboard, speak to other writers, look at a computer screen. Yeah, or 
use your imagination in any way other than to watch an episode of Bluey, <laughs> then I am not the right guy for you. I mean, I'm not laughing at, but like to watch an episode of Bluey. I mean, if you take it the other way around, though, you think about like, what's funny, or I mean, not funny, haha, but like what's, well, funny, haha, I suppose. It's like if somebody writes that, if you need to have a good time, go out and enjoy yourself, I'm not the right. The answer is simply, you're not you're the not. right guy for yeah, me. Yeah. Thanks, goodbye. So like in a way... You know, I know it's never that simple in a relationship, but I mean, I don't know that she necessarily was controlled by him. I don't think that's what she's stating or claiming. She's saying that he was attempting to control her. Well, I think she was. I mean, there are further text messages where she talks about, OK, I've removed this picture from my Instagram and oh. I've removed this picture. And like, is yeah, that OK? You're right. And he's kind of gone, oh, well, if you have to ask, you know, he's been quite cold back, like, you know, basically she'll go, is there anything else? And he'll go, you should know. Don't ascribe a tone to it, Rosemary. You, you should know. Could be. It could be like this. It could be. You should know. I don't know. It seems very cold, but like obviously there are two sides. Not two sides to it, but obviously there are two perspectives, right? I mean, there are two sides, and that there's her side and his side. But they are text messages, so they are fact, right? We can see the text messages. But from the perspective of, I know what you mean. That if somebody says to you, like if somebody tells you who they are, believe them. And if somebody says to you, you know what? If you want to live your life, then I'm not the man for you. Yeah then he's not the man for her. But they were in a relationship at this point. So I can see how, listen, mm-hmm. like who among us has not been in a relationship and been told something where you're like, if I'd been told that on date one, if that person had said that to me on date one, I'd be going, oh, listen, this isn't going to work out. But on date 10, you're invested. Do you know what I mean? You're like, you have an emotional connection to this person. You might be in love with them. And I think there's a lot that we tend to forgive in relationships that we wouldn't necessarily overlook in the very, very early days. Well, I think also the tone that is taken in those messages is very like it's not like if you, it, it isn't as simple as if you want to have fun like it isn't framed like that because like having fun is an innocent pastime it's it's if you want to do bad thing a if you want to be shameless and hussy bad thing b if you want to embarrass yourself bad thing three then I'm a good person and not the right person for you you know what I mean so the kind of inference is that you're walking on the wrong side of the tracks and I'm over here on the angelic side you know like it, it, yeah. it's very much like in that message, it's a denigration of everything that she does and holds dear. Yes, you know? yes. Like, if you're willing to grow up and join me on the right path, then we can do that. But if not, then I'm not the guy for you. Yeah. To be clear as well, she's not just a surfer. She's a surf instructor. So to say, like, if you want to surf with men, is like, if you want to do your job, like, completely yeah. I mean, off honestly, the, wall. the whole thing is bizarre. Like, what I found, I mean, I didn't read it and go, I can't believe this. I read it and went, another weirdo, right? Yeah. But what I found odd was, and this is just my own... I found out that she then went and published them a year and a half later. And she she said, um, I didn't want to do it sooner because his girlfriend was pregnant, et cetera, et cetera. But now the girlfriend has a baby. I'm like, now the girlfriend has a baby. Is at home with this baby? Who mm-hmm. knows how she's feeling? But like, I don't know, A, why she brought the girlfriend into it. Right? Mm-hmm, I feel like mm-hmm. she should have just, if she, that shouldn't have been relevant. And yeah, it was, yeah. It's, it's like, cruel if, either way. Yeah, right? if this was between you and him and it's about him, mm-hmm. then it's about him. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not about his new partner yes, and her baby But I, I think, it, you know, again, I'm not trying to like, I'm not trying to add or do a whole load of conjecture about what her goal was, but I just don't understand personally why you would use social. Like, what is the purpose of this? Is she just trying to show the whole world that this guy is not a good guy? Like, to what end? What what purpose does this serve? As I understand it, she's basically saying, I was in this really difficult relationship with somebody who exerted a lot of coercive control over me and was very manipulative. And I want to share these messages so that other people know. And as somebody who does share a lot right I can understand that motivation and you know I can understand a wanting to share your story because I think that's an impulse as well do you know what I mean that we have when we're going I went through this really hard thing and I want to tell people about it because I want people to like to see me do you know what I mean to go that that was a hard time that you went through but 
I think it takes on an extra element of being slightly questionable when the person in the messages is famous. If she had been dating somebody who was unknown and who, who genuinely nobody knew she had been dating, like nobody in the public, right? And it was just messages from Matt. And it was like Sarah Brady shares messages from an unknown ex-boyfriend to talk about coercive control. I do think maybe there's some merit in that. And like, sorry, I do think there's merit in it to a certain extent. But the story has just become such a like celebrity gossip story that I think almost it's lost what kind of good intentions were behind her sharing it. If but you I know mean, what I mean, were there good intentions well, behind it? Whatever good intentions there, there could have been. But like I also don't know. Is it okay to share some screenshots of text messages that are like, is there not some assumption of privacy? I mean, I think legally there is not, but like is there not some assumption of privacy? I'm, I'm not, and I sound like I'm defending him. I'm not. I just question like why this whole thing, why you mm. would choose to play. I, I think if she had, if this was about somebody non-famous called Matt, there would have been no public sharing. There'd be no screenshots because mm. it wouldn't be newsworthy. So like, what's the, is it really to raise control? I don't know. It seems very focused on him versus the action, like the act of coercive control. Yeah. Like, it seems very much like we're all focusing on Jonah Hill who, like, clearly isn't a great boyfriend, right? Maybe he's a great boyfriend now, who knows? Like he's, But he did that whole, I think it's ironic because he's done that whole therapy. The documentary, show, yeah, 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 that he did about how therapy has changed his life. And that's, like, what the story has now become, that it's, like, see how he's kind of using therapy speak and he's talking about his boundaries to impose limits on someone else. Mm-hmm. When actually the on Louise McSharry's podcast, the psychosexual therapist was talking about how his boundary should actually have been, hey, I like no due to my insecurities this makes me feel uncomfortable so I'm not going to look at your Instagram or I'm going to mute your Instagram and I hope you don't mind like I just can't look at it you know what I mean that that would have been a boundary for him whereas he was trying to impose the limits on her I think what I I think what I was what I watched in an episode of Suits recently was that boundaries is about uh, comes from a place of vulnerability in order to protect yourself not yes. a place of, of power in order to exert control yes right? not a place so, of control someone else yeah yeah so yeah. I think that's it's it's yeah so that was different already right that he's coming from and I mean and obviously there is a power imbalance in this relationship in terms of his fame and mm-hmm. his mm-hmm. you know his sta- his stature not to say that she's not successful and mm-hmm. professional mm-hmm. and well known and all those things but like he's obviously a major movie star yes yeah right with the, with a huge fan base or whatever but I, I think it is interesting like do you, I mean we all use a lot of therapy speak just normalized now in our conversations yeah, like yeah. you use a lot of having boundaries I mean we do talk about having boundaries with friendships where I think when I was growing up or like when we were younger we would just talk about like that's a crap friend that's a good friend you know yeah, what I mean or yeah. She annoyed me and I told her, whereas now it's like, well, I know my boundaries, so I just not going to call her anymore, you know? Yeah. And you know what? I feel a lot of this kind of therapy speak, we would have previously referred to it as like Americanisms. I was on the Brandon O'Connor show on Radio 1 the other day and she asked me, she said something like, you know, have a lot of women been writing in to tell you, and this is a very American term, that it's relatable. And I was like, that's actually funny because I don't think that's an American term anymore. Whereas I understand that like 10 or 15 years ago, we would have been like, oh, the Americans think that's relatable. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I do think, yeah, you're right. Like therapy speak has entered the vernacular in a major way. Thanks. I actually think a lot of it's down to Instagram poets. You know, like a lot of the sharing of like therapy speak quotes on Instagram. I feel like that's really brought these words into people's vocabulary. Glennon Doyle-esque, like, you know, um, lift me up. Glennon Doyle, Rupee Cower, G-Man, D-J-I-M-A-N. And then there's another one that was, that's called like, it's not Aristotle, but it's like Aristotle. It's like one of the ancient philosophers. And I literally, like, people used to share these quotes and I'd be like, do you really think that ancient Greek philosopher said that? And then I realized it was an Instagram poet. It's embarrassing. <laughs> I'd be like, that person is so dim that they think that like Sophocles said that. And then I realized it was 
an Instagram handle. So that was stupid of me. But do you think that like there's some merit though to having access to some of these terms? Do you think that like people generally use them well or generally use them? Because I think he's wielding it more as a weapon mm-hmm, mm-hmm. versus like therapy is intended more as a tool to build bridges, to... To better understand yourself. Yeah, exactly. To better equip yourself, yeah. And it's definitely not intended as a confrontational thing. You know, no. therapy is about knocking down those walls of confrontation mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and just being honest and direct and, and relating well to each other, etc. So do you think that people use it? Th- I mean, I suppose probably not, right? Because most people are inherently, like, we're emotional. You know, therapy is yeah. about emotion, but it's also managing your emotions and, like... What was it I heard the other day? You're you can feel all your feelings, right? You're allowed to feel all your feelings, but you're accountable for your behaviors. So I thought that was interesting. It's like to tell your kids, you know, don't worry. Like you can feel however you want to feel. You can feel as angry as you want to feel. You can feel as annoyed. You can be raging, and none of those feelings are wrong. But it's if you act on them, that can yeah that yeah. can and be like you how know, you act on them. Yeah, that can be yeah you know a good or a bad thing kind of thing. I mean, as a general rule. I think that the more we know about and the more we talk about things, the better. But there is a danger, like you said, in like the more we talk about things that we're understanding wrong. And I think to a certain extent, like TikTok has a lot to answer for in terms of people putting up very short form videos where they talk about boundaries or they talk about perspective or they talk about healing or they talk about, you know, um, reformative justice. And you can't get these things across in 30 seconds or even a minute or two minutes. And then I think somebody else maybe like Jonah Hill, although he's been to actual therapy, but like somebody else goes, oh, I understand my boundaries now, so I'm going to tell my girlfriend she can't wear that top. Or I'm going to tell my boyfriend that he can't hang out with those girls that he went to school with. Or I'm going to tell my friend that she can't ever see a Drew Barrymore movie without me. You know what I mean? That we suddenly somehow think that this actually means that we can kind of weaponize these words and this language to get other people to behave the way we maybe want them to behave or, or the way that makes us feel more held or more loved or more safe when actually that's not what it's really about. Yeah, and I'm probably going to oversimplify here, but like one of the ones that's been used now for a while and definitely is Glennon Doyle in its art. Well, maybe not. She may not have originated the phrase, but she certainly used it a lot was this idea of like my truth. Right. Yeah. My, and I like I think that, you know, that's become it's gone through phases. It's been something that people use that was really aggravating. Then it's become because it's sort of it goes hand in hand with kind of this whole questioning of facts that's happening just in the broader media landscape in politics etc you know like Mm. my truth well my truth is this you know and it takes away from the fact of like something being real being factual yeah factual yeah okay it's like thanks for all the facts but my truth is x you know and i think that that is really a challenging one because there is such a thing as my truth and that's like my experience or my experience of a certain event or something and my perspective on that or how it made me yes. feel yeah but my perspective is my take on it it's and the word truth implies that there's a cementing of that take that like it kind of says that this is my truth and it cannot be disavowed because i find it to be true whereas What makes a really great conversation or what makes for great, I suppose, self-discovery or learning or development is the idea that you can know something in your heart or believe something to be true, but understand that there are other factors at play or that you might learn something from somebody else that could maybe change it. You know what? I thought Mm. this about myself. I mean, there are a lot of things that I've thought about myself or that I've thought to be true or I've thought Mm -hmm. like are absolutely, you know, cannot be shaken and then kind of go, well, actually, now that I know this, now that I have that other Mm. fact, I wouldn't say that again or I wouldn't think that again. But this idea of my truth being so unwavering, 
I think makes it very hard for people to meet in the middle and for real conversation to actually happen because people are very fixed on what they believe to be true instead of, like you're saying, the facts and each person's perspective. Because there are yeah, always I know two sides mean. and there are always two perspectives, but there, but there are no two set of facts. Need two to sets be one of facts. set of facts, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I wonder if, you know, like when you think about an argument that even like arguments that we've had or whatever, right? And, and we might look back on it and go, well, my perspective was X and your perspective was Y. I wonder if somehow every single one of our conversations had ever been recorded, would we replay it and stick to our own? Oh, well, I still think X and you still, you know what I mean? Or would we replay it and go, oh, I can see actually how you said that and you didn't mean it the way I thought you meant it or like I took it up wrong or whatever. You know what I mean? I think that'd be interesting, although also awful. I would hate to have everything recorded. Well, I think what would be interesting, I, I think what is always more interesting when somebody replays a conversation for you is how much you're speaking or not speaking is not necessarily what you remember. Like you might be thinking to yourself, I barely said a word. Mm. And then realize afterwards you said a lot or you actually said nothing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or I was really loud and I was really pointed and then you hear your voice and it's shaking. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Or like I got really upset and you hear your voice and you sound perfectly calm or, or really yeah. angry or whatever. Yeah, so yeah. I think sometimes like how we behave and how we're perceived are two different things as well. That idea of this is my truth, you know, therefore that I think that the, just the word truth is a dangerous one. Like I wish that that expression had formed differently. Yeah, had been like my perspective yeah. or this is how I remember it or yeah. this is how I took that up or or even like, you know what, to be very like therapy speak about it. This is how that sat with me. Yeah. This is how I absorbed that. This is how that entered my core memory. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Sharon, and here's where it gets interesting. Raise your hand if you want salon perfect nails for just $2 a manicure. Yeah, me too. With the Alvin June Manny system, you can say goodbye to expensive services that take hours and hours and love your nails more than ever. I would know I've been doing it for years. Get 20% off your first Manny system with code PERFECTMANNY20 at alvinjune.com slash PERFECTMANNY20. That's PERFECTMANNY20 at alvinjune.com slash PERFECTMANNY20. You know, I was reflecting on this because I was reading an agony aunt. Well, it wasn't even an agony aunt. It was an advice column in 
I don't know what magazine. And somebody wrote in and said, like, my younger sister, this person said, I'm in my 60s and my younger sister has cut off all contact with me, hasn't spoken to me for three years. I've reached, we, the last time when we spoke, we had an argument about something. I said something that she took offense at and I laughed it off. It was intended as a joke, right? And mm-hmm. she never spoke to me again. I've since reached out and she responded with a thanks very much. Or I sent her a gift and she said thanks very much and sent back, but never you know, initiated contact. Mm-hmm. I then made a comment on her. She won some prize. I made a comment on her Twitter post and she responded and was her usual kind of jovial self, which I thought was interesting, right? In yeah. front of people yeah. in the public domain. And she said, um, and I was so heartened by this that I then reached out again and haven't heard back. Should I give up or should I? And she went on to say, like, we have a very different recollections of our childhood. I loved my childhood. I thought it was great. She felt very abandoned. She she didn't, you know, she had a different experience to me, et cetera, et cetera. And it wasn't so much the answer. That was kind of one of those pretty brief ones where you go, mm, not sure you gave yeah. me a lot there. But They're very the, brief sometimes, aren't they? Really frustrating. Yeah, but the comments threads are actually what I always find interesting where people, kind of like you said with your book, like it's this universal experience. You know, so many people have similar experiences and a lot of them said, you know, it sounds like, you can continue to force yourself on her, but you've had two very different life experiences and she had one and you had another and you want her to have had yours and be okay with everything, but she doesn't accept it and move on. I'm like, now I don't know that I was like, did dad write that? But I don't know that I could accept it and move on. (laughs) I was just thinking, accept it and move on. Yeah, but I mean, at a certain point, if like you lived together, you grew up together, you theoretically had the same experience, but you didn't, you had totally different experiences. And so they had totally different truths, right? But... I was like, it was just so interesting to me, this idea of we're so, it goes, it all boils down to like, you're so alone in the universe at the end of the day, no matter who you're in a house with, no matter who you're married to, no matter who you're, you know, living with. And it's just, how do you reconcile those experiences, I suppose, with building relationships and kind of giving each other a little bit of grace. And at a certain point also, I mean, who knows what actually happened? Yeah. This letter was not very long either, much yeah. to my frustration. I was like, what about this? And did this? And like, why would, you know, why would she cut you out? What actually happened, etc. But at a certain point, it is really hard to think about just letting relationships go. I mean, going all the way back to Jonah Hill and Sarah Brady, why could she not let it go? And I don't mean it like I'm again, not I I sound like I'm judging her. I'm not. I suppose I feel like I'm the kind of person who just goes, that's over. Move on. Well, I was just about to say you are like genuinely. And I I mean, this is a compliment. You're really good at letting things go. Because I was thinking earlier on about I was thinking about an an episode. idea. I can't even remember what it was. And I was like, I'm going to ask Beatrice if she and I was like, actually, she's not going to like that because she doesn't really think about like you don't go back over things and think, oh, what? Like, you don't like to dwell on the past. And I think that's great. I don't think that's true. Oh. I've never said I don't like to dwell on the past. I've said I don't think that there's a lot of merit. I do do it on occasion. And there are certain relationships that I've had that were ended out, like, not by me. Mm. Like, friendships that were just truncated, you know. And I did a lot at the time to try and mend those bridges and make amends, etc. Like, in, you know, as much as I thought I should, etc. And I still think now that's sad that we're not friends you know I, I I don't I mean it's not like I would suddenly pick up today and be, I, mean, I actually probably could now that I say that I'm contradicting myself probably could like pick up but obviously that per, you know a lot of these well that particular person that I'm thinking of I don't think is I mean it's clearly never going to want to be my friend again yeah. right fine but I, that's what I kind of think like what am I supposed to do about it I can't do anything about it so I need to move on yeah you know? but I, I do think about this person much less frequently than I used to but for several years I was very upset by this I felt very wronged by it it's worse because you're powerless right what are you going to do 
But I thought like that advice always sits really badly with me. Just walk away. But I actually think that people might be right. Like it's hard, you know, and I see a lot of people who have troubled relationships with their children yeah. in particular. And dad's always like, just forget them. Walk away from them. And I'm like, how? I don't know how you could. How yeah. could you? And yet at a certain point, how can you not? You know, how can you keep compromising your own boundaries? Yeah. And I mean, putting yourself through the same kind of trauma over and over again. Have you ever listened to Esther Perel's podcast? I think it's called Where Do We Begin? Yeah, every episode. And she's a relationship counsellor and she, she's like... Oh, no, I haven't. You're literally asking this question well, that you know Well, because I just was like, to. this could be the one podcast that Beatrice has listened to. Maybe I will Who listen knows? to it. Maybe I will. If it sounds good, if it sounds emotional, I will. She's a relationship counsellor and she's French. And she sits down and has a conversation with a couple about an issue that they're having. And I just find it really interesting because you get both perspectives, which is something that you don't often get in Agony Ant columns or in anything like that. You know what I mean? You get one person going, I have this problem with X, Y, Z. Or that you don't necessarily get properly in your own relationship either. Right? I know. Because, I mean, or even in our relationship, because when you're having those conversations, you're usually... Emotional. Yeah, you're emotional and you're actually arguing and you're trying to get your point across instead of saying, tell me what, like with my kids, I go... What are you actually upset about? You know, yeah. Minecraft. And I go, no, like what's actually upsetting you? And I'm like, tell me like really, you know, Chance, what is it? Do you feel left out? I just want to play games. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I think there's more depth there that I haven't tapped into. Yeah, but I don't know if they know. Because like I've tried to talk to our kids as well. Like sometimes when they get upset. Like do you remember that day one of my kids got really upset in the bookshop because I was like, do you want to pick a book? And he was like, I can't pick a book. I don't know what book I want. And I was like, what, what is happening? And I was also just like... I'm not very patient in those moments. And you were going, oh, it's okay, don't cry. And I was like, stop it, stop crying. <laughs> oh my God, listen to what happened. So I was in Kerry's house on Tuesday? Saturday night. Oh, what date is what day's today? Today's Saturday. Okay, so not Saturday, Thursday <laughs> night. <laughs> You're basically Maggie Smith and Downton Abbey now. What is a weekend? Yeah, what is a, what is a weekend? So I was over, I was dropping Nash. It was one of those things, like I'm literally turned into mom and Elizabeth, you know, where they used to come over and just popping in, just quick cup of tea. And then they'd be on the I'll porch. I'll be five minutes. Yeah. Bye, 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 bye. Oh, did you hear about? Oh, bye, 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 bye. Oh, wait a minute now. Oh, I'll have to go. I'll have to. But listen, one more thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, just what was that thing I was going to tell you? Wait, wait. So anyway, I went over to, to Kerry's just to drop Marnash at... 7.30 and at 11.30 I was like I really need to go right but 7.30 and at about 10 o'clock we were all out on the porch well she had loads of people over that I used to work with so we were having great chats right and the kids were all having a great time jumping in the, out of the pool 10 in the o'clock? Hot tub. Should yeah. have been in bed? Oh 100% they were All the great, kids? Yeah having a great time No no only the youngest came with me <laughs> Anyway, at 10 o'clock, Kerry's 12-year-old son comes running downstairs. There was all this screaming inside the house. And like, as excellent parents were all out in the porch going, what's going on? You know, so they come, yeah, he comes running out. He goes, mom, mom, mom. And he was like hysterically laughing and almost like freaking out. The dog had done some kind of poo track upstairs. <gasps> he goes, it's all over everything. It's on the walls. It's on the sink. It's on the, it's on the tub. It's everywhere. Oh, oh my yeah. God. How did this happen? So... Kerry goes, oh my God. Now her face went quick. And Kerry's like so zen, as you know. Yeah. Like you never know when she's raging, you know, and she's oh, always true, smiling. Yeah. And then after she goes, sorry, I was so angry. And you're like having a laugh, <laughs> yeah, you know? know. She'll go, God, I must have seemed so angry there. I was just really annoyed at them. You're like, what? Yeah. yeah sorry, I raised my voice so loud. She's like, sorry, I raised my voice so loud. Anyway, so we go in and I went upstairs there because I was like, this is where I was like, you know that you're like very good friends with somebody when you run say, towards you the pool. Yeah. Oh. Well, so there was poo smeared in the hallway, 
in the bedroom in the two bathrooms please right? tell me it was chocolate and this was some elaborate it, no no joke. all over the like the thick plush rugs oh right? no and there was the head of the vacuum cleaner on the floor that one of the kids in their <gasps> wisdom had decided to vacuum the poo, so it was just smeared all inside oh. the vacuum so Kerry starts going how did this how did this and that's where I was like how am I like so bizarrely like weirdly calm in these moments I suppose because I'm used to it and I went Kerry he was just trying to help Let's just take that vacuum. Everybody, kids downstairs. And then I, they start to walk by me and I just, I watch them all start to trek by me. Half them smeared with poop. And I was like, anybody with poo line up against that wall. So they're all lining up against the wall. What had How happened they was... they poo on them? What had happened was they had come running into the bedroom, the four of them, right, five of them. Right. And not noticed that there were lumps of poo all around the bedroom. As Kerry said, this little dog, this little bitch, she hates being locked inside. Who's Luna. Yeah, and she Oh, goes, thank God, because they have two Irish wolfhounds. Oh, I was really afraid that it was them. No, no, it was the small, whatever I mean, she is. I'm still revolting. Yeah, but she goes, and she was, she goes, do you know what she was doing? She was going around, she was going, fuck you, one perp, one poop, fuck you, one poop, one fuck you. <laughs> anyway, then the kids, there were probably only about four poop pellets. Like, it probably wouldn't have been bad had one of us chanced upon it, right? Right. And they were like, fine little regular, you know, right. nodules, not like this wet diarrhea. Anyway, next thing you know, the kids all ran amok in there and then discovered that they had poop on their feet and then freaked. So one of them freaked so hard that like he freaked with his foot up in the air across the wall. <gasps> the other one got it on his hand and then started wiping it on the door frame, wiping it on the sink. Yeah. So... They, yeah, <laughs> you're so happy. So the poo literally would have been contained. Oh, like a tiny bit. It wasn't because I was imagining like diarrhea spraying everywhere. It wasn't diarrhea. It was just. Poos. Oh, my but, okay, God. Maybe it was about eight lots of poo. Right. Sorry, so like it was like, absolutely gross, but it wasn't massive until the kids oh ran amok on it. So it was field day with the poop. They'll be talking to their therapists about that for years. Yeah. Their, anyway, their, their, their boundaries when they're older, they'll be sending texts to their girlfriends, not to make light of it, but the text their girlfriends going, if you must insist on having a small dog, I'm afraid I must walk away. Yeah. But that anyway made me think of what you were saying, that I was like very calm under pressure, but only when it's not my kids. So like with your kids, with Carrie's hat, you know, it's much easier to kind of walk in and assess the situation and go, okay, here's what we're going to do. With your own kids, you're like, how did this? Yeah, I mean, it is always much easier to be objective when you're outside it. That's what makes me wonder as well if Sarah Brady, when she was in the moment with Jonah Hill and kind of, you know, getting these messages and obviously, according to the messages anyway, kind of bending over backwards, trying to accede to his demands. I wonder if then months or like a year or two later, she kind of went, oh my God, I can't believe I did that. Like, and he's successful and he's happy and Mm. he's this and he's that. And I want to show people what kind of person he is. Yeah, I mean, and she does clearly, legally, apart from anything else, she is within her rights to do so, you know? Yeah. And if it makes her feel better, maybe that is what matters. I would not do it because I would just not be ready for the fallout, like the public fallout. But also I wouldn't do it because I just, I, I probably am just more private than that. You know what I mean? And I would yeah. maybe yeah. write to the person. But like, I just, I think I wonder who she wanted to know. I suppose she wanted the whole world to know, like you're saying. Well, I wonder as well, did she want... Because maybe, like, in some of the subsequent messages between them, he definitely, they they didn't seem to be on good terms afterwards at all, right? And I wonder if she wanted to expose them in a way to force his hand to acknowledge and apologise, if that was something that she felt like she really needed and she wasn't getting from him. However, Jonah Hill has now released merch. Have you heard about this? Yeah, Merch, caps that say complete unrelenting control on them. So it's fair to say he is not repentant or in any way feeling like he did anything bad. Or if he is, he's just styling it out. 
Styling it out. You know what I mean? He's just going like, well, no publicity is bad publicity, Jonah. Well, allegedly it isn't. I mean, I was just watching the Lincoln Lawyer season two, episode one. I love that TV show. And uh, spoiler alert, season one, drama happened. Season two, he's now like riding high on the crest of a publicity wave, like doing all these interviews. And uh, his ex-wife says to him, like, I gather no publicity is bad publicity because she's not super impressed with what he did to get there, basically. Well, no publicity is bad publicity unless you're Army Hammer. Oh, is that even? I mean, is he's, I think he's working again. Didn't I just see that? And uh, didn't I see Alicia Vikander giving him a hug in Rome? Really? I thought yeah. he was like working as a that was not a true holiday statement. salesperson that in the Bahamas. A tr- that was oh, not a really true statement. I was really hoping that was a true statement. No. But again, Rosemary, two sides to every story. And like, it sounds like he came from a highly dysfunctional family where his grandfather had like a cave of torture in Hollywood. Yeah. That uh, TV show with Chris Pine is apparently based on his grandfather. What TV show with Chris Pine? There's a TV show where Chris Pine is a detective looking into a kind of a cult um, with like a rich Hollywood bigwig. I think it's based, yeah, I think think it's based on him. And like there are, you know, people come like kind of, they have sort of orgies. They have like bacchanal orgies and all these women dance around, but then are also treated very badly in the dungeons of the same home. And like are potentially, if something happens to them, like they're buried oh, up in the Hollywood Hills kind of thing. Isn't this the guy that some people think that he killed the Black Dahlia? Yes, it's, I think it's like all related, but also convoluted. Is this called I Am The Night? Yeah, Chris Pine's very stylish. The TV show itself could have done with being like about three episodes shorter, even though I think it was only about five episodes long. But he always gives good TV. He is very good. We'd love to know your experiences with Therapy Speak. Do you feel like it's being weaponized against people now? Do you think... The word boundaries is grossly misused. Social media as a means to name and shame people. Is that like how we should be doing it? I suppose yeah. is, is my, I mean, I, that's my kind of struggle. It's, and again, I really, I'm not trying to like criticize. No, I think you're just asking the question. But I mean, I, I hope in this conversation, I didn't come across as wanting to, you know, as saying like she's in the wrong because I don't think she is at all. It sounds like a very unpleasant relationship, quite mm. honestly. But I, that's just for me is like the question is, is social media the right form? But if not social media, then what? Like, then what do you do? What's your recourse? Yeah, I mean, like, I do really wonder behind the scenes, was she like trying to get closure, a quote unquote closure or satisfaction or an apology from him and then went, you know what, I'm going to make this public and force his hand. Like, Mm. I do wonder if that was part of the motivation, which obviously backfired on everybody. Thank you so much for listening to Not Without My Sister. We'll be back next week. Fingers crossed. Bye. Bye. Not Without My Sister is recorded in studio in Fort Wayne by Don Kirkland, who also wrote our theme tune, and the original illustration is by Lindsay Nielsen. Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out for a chance to win the French Open title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV, live in HD. Don't miss a moment with daily live coverage and match replays on demand, beginning Monday, May 20th. Be there for all the unforgettable moments. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait, is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher.